This EHIV Review Special Edition podcast is presented by DKB Med Radio. Hello, I'm Dr. Matt Spinelli. I'm talking today with Dr. Mike Peluso. He is the infectious diseases physician and clinical lead of the long-term impact of infection with novel coronavirus, or LINK, study. Dr. Peluso, can you tell us about what we know so far about the immune response to COVID-19 among people living with HIV? So there are many important questions about the immune response to SARS-CoV-2 in people with HIV, such as whether humoral or cell-mediated immunity is protective and whether those are durable in people with HIV infection compared to the general population without HIV. This could really have major implications for the ongoing pandemic, and it would also inform what we are trying to achieve in response to a vaccine. For example, we know that people with HIV experience more rapid waning of antibody titers to other vaccines like yellow fever or hepatitis B, and that this is often related to things like overall immune health, including inflammation and the CD4 to CD8 T-cell ratio. This could also be true of SARS-CoV-2 immunity. And similarly, T-cell exhaustion and the limited regenerative capacity of T-cells in people with HIV might affect cell-mediated immunity to SARS-CoV-2. That's fascinating, Dr. Peluso. Let's turn to the clinic. Do we think that people living with HIV have a greater propensity to severe COVID-19 disease? Why or why not? The first thing that's really critical to understand is that people living with HIV are certainly at risk for severe COVID-19. Fortunately, it appears that at least in some settings like the United States, people with HIV tend to be at similar risk of severe COVID-19 compared to people without HIV. There have been a lot of small reports that suggest this and several larger studies in which these similarities tend to hold up. However, there are some early reports from non-U.S. settings that suggest that people with HIV could be at higher risk for severe disease in those settings, and that really is going to warrant a lot of further investigation. For example, there's some early data out of a study from South Africa that suggests that people with HIV are at risk of worse outcomes in that setting. There are lots of different factors and confounding variables that could cause that to be the case, and that's really an area that will be important for further investigation. I think another major gap is that very little is known about COVID-19 in people with HIV who are not on antiretroviral therapy. And this has really important implications for people who may struggle to access or to adhere to their HIV medications. It also has really important implications for HIV research studies in which ART is paused. These are typically studies related to things like HIV cure, and many studies in that field require treatment interruption. So it's important to understand what the effect of COVID-19 could be in people who have HIV but are off of medications. That's a really interesting point, Dr. Peluso. I wanted to turn now to talk a little bit about your study, the long-term impact of infection with novel coronavirus, which you guys call the LINK study. And there you're following a lot of people who are recovering from COVID-19. Can you tell us a little bit about people who have persistent COVID-19 symptoms? Do we know how frequently this occurs and, and what are people experiencing? So the LINK study at UCSF enrolls individuals who've had PCR-confirmed SARS-CoV-2 infection 
people enter the study within the first month of their illness, typically, as they're beginning to recover. And then they're followed monthly for a few months, and then about every four months for about two years. We're following about 175 people so far, including a significant fraction who are also living with HIV infection. What we began to see about a month after our study opened in the spring of this year was that a significant proportion of people were coming back for a second or third study visit, having technically recovered from their COVID illness, but were reporting persistent symptoms that were ongoing at that point for weeks or even months. So if you think back to the spring of 2020, COVID was initially being framed as a 10 to 14 day illness. And we were surprised that when we started seeing people in follow-up in May, a good proportion of our original study participants began reporting ongoing or recurrent issues. These symptoms are quite variable. They include issues with memory, concentration, and cognition, cardiovascular symptoms like chest pain or heart palpitations, pulmonary issues like shortness of breath, GI issues like intermittent diarrhea or persistent nausea, and other symptoms like fatigue, body aches, and neuropathy. There also appear to be significant issues related to mental health and well-being. Some people have just one persistent symptom, others have a constellation of symptoms, and I think it's really remarkable how much variability there is. We know that in the acute phase of COVID, there's a lot of variability where people could be asymptomatic or critically ill and anywhere on that spectrum. I think that what we've come to understand in LINK and what has been seen in similar studies throughout the U.S. and around the world is that there's also tremendous variability on the recovery end. And so some people have a very prompt recovery and are totally back to 100%, whereas other people have a prolonged recovery or even recurrence of their symptoms that can really impact their quality of life. We don't yet know how common it is for people to experience symptoms like these, but even if they're rare, there have been so many cases of COVID in the U.S. and around the world that there would still be a really large number of patients in whom we would expect these issues. That's fascinating, Dr. Peluso. And I know that if, if anyone is in the Bay Area and would like to refer a patient, you'd be interested to hear from them. Thanks so much. And we appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. For EHIV Review, I'm Dr. Matt Spinelli.